Happy Monday and welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. My name is John. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new to the Resistance Broadcast, welcome to the base. The base is open. We're happy you're here to join us. We're going to talk about Star Wars news today and have a, have a good time. It's what we like to do around here. Uh, James and Lacey with me as always. Um, what are you guys? Uh, are you guys uh, St. Patty's people? Do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day in any way whatsoever? I used to be a big like... I used to go out to the bars and stuff and, you know, wearing the green and drinking the green beer and that sort of thing. But obviously not these days. Um, but and I also I'm not a fan of uh, corned beef and cabbage, believe it or not, even though I have a lot of Irish in my blood. But do you guys celebrate St. Patrick's Day at all? No, no, <laughs> I do. I am so Irish. Mm-hmm. I'm 50 percent Irish. So what do you do for St. Patrick's Day? Do you have a tradition? Mm. drink probably Magners and just have a corned beef sandwich. <laughs> there you go. All Which right. corned beef is the meal of choice because when the Irish moved to New York, that is the only meat they would give them because it was the cheapest meat, which Very now cheap. it is not cheap. No? No. Fun fact. We're all learning things here on the Resistance broadcast. Also. Um, I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, go, go ahead, ahead James. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I don't even know what the real fact is, but it was something along the lines of like the it's celebrated because when he when the guy I guess St. Patrick I assume when he died he was on Lent, so the point was they were celebrating his death by doing what he was not doing or something. I forget, I forget what it is. I'm pretty sure it's he chases snakes out of Ireland or something crazy. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. gonna change the subject. Is that okay? I mean, I thought we were going to talk no. about St. Patrick's Day the whole hour, but go ahead. Oh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone that listened to our episode uh, last week about social media and the people that reached out to me and said nice things about what I talked about because it was not an easy conversation, but I'm glad I had it. So thank you. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was a good episode um, for a few reasons. One, because I think how we output ourselves or present ourselves, especially on like Twitter and stuff is, Mm -hmm. you know, fun loving and and stuff like that. But people who listen to us know that sometimes we can really get into it and we don't hold back and -hmm. that sort of thing. So I like when we are able to showcase those types of like flex that part of what we're able to talk about and the feedback. I agree. The feedback we got from that episode, I felt like was good in a way because it, it didn't come across like we were saying, we know what to do. It was like, we're asking the questions too. And we know how to talk about these things, but also in a in a positive way, I guess. People keep saying, you know, we're positive. And even when we say we don't like things or or we talk about a negative subject. So that always, um, whenever I read comments like that, mean the most to me, I think. So thank you to everybody who, who gave us those. Yeah. Um, but today uh, is Monday, which is our news show. Like news isn't super... Uh, topical or, 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 or big or hot right now in Star Wars, uh, but we do have some stuff to get into, and James is going to run us through that starting right now. It's the Resistance. All right, Resistance Report, guys. We're back here again, right? When did we do this last? About a week ago? Last it Monday? Like a, it was like a week ago. Yeah, I think it was last Tuesday. No, it was Monday. It was Monday. Yep. All right. Um, 
Well, we got three stories. Uh, one of which is a kind a story with a question mark. Story: Mandalorian has wrapped filming. Pretty sure. Um, so we actually kind of we saw Gina Carano put out a tweet that says she was done, and or you know, and we weren't really sure if that meant she was done or the show was done. But then it kind of got confirmed after the fact by a cinematographer working on The Mandalorian who put out a slate and said uh, on Instagram and said uh, that's a wrap on season two. So we gotta assume that means the show wrapped. Um, now, John, I'm gonna ask you uh, to kind of run through the history of this real quick. But uh, last last season we didn't quite get a clear cut wrap this early either right yeah so the wrap of mando season one happened like mid-february like february 16th or so and crew members like on their private instagram accounts and you're talking about like you're not talking about crew members like uh you know people that fans know uh, you're talking about crew members like a guy mm-hmm. who's a boom mic operator and, and stuff like that. Like people who well, could likely are walking around places like Star Wars Celebration and world premieres and even on the street. And you have no idea who that person is, <laughs> but they work on your favorite show. Uh, tweeting photos from their rap parties and their after parties saying, oh, we're so done. Cr- season one wrapped and they had hoodies that said season one wrapped and, and all that stuff. So it, it confirmed that without a, an official announcement. And then. Um, I'm sure Favreau got mad and he had to eventually announce it later, but yeah, they wrapped mid February there and this one just wrapped, um, early March. So uh, a little later. And what's funny about that though, is Mando debuted in November, uh, for season one and this time's debuting in October. Um, and so you're taking, you're going a month later with the wrap and a month earlier with the debut. So you're shaving two months off for post-production and, all that means to me is good stuff because that means they figured out what worked with season one and they knew what to cut corners with, what not to waste time with. Uh, John Favreau is a very, very uh, check off all the boxes, leave no stone unturned. Uh, the boss in charge knows how to get things done. So it's it's just what it's boring, but in the best way possible, especially for a Star Wars project post 2012. So um, it's, I'm glad that it's boring and that we're finding out that Mando wrapped and that there were no problems and that full steam ahead, we're going to see this show in seven months. And, uh, I'm very excited to see what happens because everything that you're hearing is that it's going to be bigger and better than season one. And that, uh, gets me excited. I just actually noticed, I think Dave Filoni drew a Mandalorian on the slate. I was going to say that. Ah, well, tell us what you... (laughs) noticed about the picture on instagram lacy <laughs> it's okay so first of all there's a sketch from dave filoni of the mandalorian what? in red in the Where? lower right hand corner um actually no uh this is really cool it's a clapper that they use to mark scenes yep we got it john yep all right uh so it's a clapper that they use in between scenes to when they're editing, they can go back and mark which take they like best. Um, I noticed a lot of people online, and I can't specify one person because I saw it from so many different people that I don't want to say like, oh, this person said this first. Um, but the art on the clapper, it looks similar to art from The Last Airbender, as a lot of people were saying. And they were like, mm. kind of like, oh, what does that mean? Are they taking themes from that? Or is it just like a cool design that they chose to put on there? What does it mean? Um, so I guess we'll see. Um what what it all means in this coming season but 
Obviously, we haven't gotten an official announcement yet, but we've gotten this and then Gina's post, which I knew and we all know that Gina is going to be in the season. She had to come back. Um, but just seeing her in the costume again is just so exciting because she's like, to me, one of the best characters to come out of that show. Um, and then I love like the chill pose she has on the ramp to the razor crest. Like it's such like a chill picture that you're like, I'm going to frame this and put it on my wall because it's that cool. Um, and then I loved the other picture that she used, which was the boom mic guy in pink shorts Mm -hmm. going back to the original boom mic guy in in a new hope, Mm -hmm. uh, which Clayton Sandell interviewed that guy. So if you're interested, check it out on Clayton's page. Um, but yeah, I love behind the scenes stuff, guys. I feel like I keep saying this because that's all we're getting right now. But like, I am alive. I am living for this content, and I'm excited. Yeah, and there's I, a I there's a design of a Mandalorian in the bottom right hand corner. It's <laughs> true. Where? And- no, I, I don't know that that art is is odd, right? It seems like an odd choice. It seems uh, very yin and yang. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it has something to do with uh, Baby Yoda and how he understands the Force. Maybe we do go to a planet and there's these fish or something. I don't know. Um, but it could kind of be like a... Um, I don't know. Do we, no, John? You're well, not, I just uh, no? Dave, Dave Filoni and his sea creatures. He just loves space sea creatures, you know? No, he's famous for liking wolves and whales and pergles. The pergles. No. I love that name. Pergles. Did Ezra go flying <laughs> into the unknown on the back of a wolf? Or a I would space say that whale? he's not famous for liking his sea creatures. He could be famous <laughs> for liking a, a lot of things. So going back to what I was saying, what people were chiming about online, I don't know if you guys can see this. This is the fish from Last mm-hmm. Airbender. Mm-hmm. Has the circle on its head. It's like yeah. a moon spirit. So people are like, "Oh, what does it, it could, mean?" You're right. It could also just be him being like, "Oh, I like, like those," this, and that's this is the moon and ocean spirits. Yeah, like someone's clapper could have like of something from a band they Camera. like. Ooh. Like this might just be his like, "Oh, this is how I also express myself." It has nothing to do with the show, and these yeah, are mine. yeah, it does have that person's name on it. So yep. yeah, yeah. It might just be what they like. And I and I said that, but it is kind of cool that maybe they are pulling themes from other shows or inspiration like we've seen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. James, did you have anything else on this? I had one other thing I thought of. Um, not really in particular. Um, I just am excited for the show to get back. And I think what you, you kind of hinted at earlier about them having less time to do the production probably goes to show how they've kind of figured that out the tech. I think there's a probably a pretty good chance that they were like, Hey, this is the first time we're using this technology and we don't really know what it's going to be like and how much we're going to have to fix. And then when they got done with it, they were like, this actually worked like really well and is a lot easier to add the effects and make it look the way we wanted to in post-production than we thought. So then they just, set their schedules accordingly. They're like, oh, we don't need that much time. We can right. shoot closer to the actual release yeah. um, because we've got this. We know that we we trust the equipment. I so, agree. Yeah, it's good news, I guess. 
The the only other thing I was going to bring up is that some people just assumed because there was the rap photo and they saw Dave Filoni was directing it that he directed the finale, but shows don't always direct in sequence. So this could have been episode one. It could have been episode five or I should say chapter five or if it's if they're carrying the chapters over, you know, chapter 13 or chapter 14 doesn't mean that this was sure. from the final episode of the season. So. Uh, I think some people just um, made that assumption. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Now, he could have. I did. But I made that assumption. Did you? Um, um, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, he, he, and he may very well have, but it's, there's no proof to that. It's just there's a clapper, and there you go. Well, um, speaking on The Mandalorian, uh, oh. we are back with Giancarlo Esposito, who again is ranting and raving about how much he loves the dark saber, which is interesting because, you know, watching the show like Breaking Bad, you never thought, you know, one day that dude is going to wield the dark saber. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just so crazy to think about. Um, but he was uh, talking to comingsoon.net and said, um, you know, about working with it. He says, I am, I really am. I wanted uh, I want to say I've destroyed quite a few of them and the prop guys go, wow, you really go all in. So he is having a lot of fun on set wielding this uh, Darksaber. So um, he said a lot more. Uh, Lacey, do you want to get into any of the other things or your um, your thoughts on him coming back and having this weapon? Yeah. Um, I'm super excited he's coming back because he's such a good villain. And we talked about this a lot on the Mando fan show. And then after the fact on this show, um, he's just so he's one of those guys that like just does evil really, really well. And whatever project he's in, I haven't really seen him play a good guy. If someone has pointed out to me, but I've seen a lot of bad guy stuff from him, which works. He has that like, I think he loves being the bad guy. Like it's part of like something that he likes to do. Um, mm-hmm. so as we always say, it's, it's fun to see actors excited to be a part of Star Wars. And I love that he's talking to all these people, but yet he's not really saying much. He's like, yeah, I touched it. But like, you already know that he has it. So he's like, yeah, I broke a couple. And you're like, oh, I could see that. But like, it's just the <laughs> idea that he probably wants to talk about it a lot and he can't. Um, but what stuck out to me with this interview is him talking about how, the show is going to talk about the hero's journey and um, I'm sure John's going to get into that kind of stuff. But when he started talking about like his life journey himself and like what it means to him and like what things he's accomplished and, you know, some people haven't accomplished as much as him and what it means to him, like that kind of like stuck with me. I was like, wow, this interview got really deep because I mean, every day. It's interesting just- you say that. Because I was like, he's gone off the rails. No, I I thought it went super deep because he went from the hero's journey to then reflecting on himself and what it means to him and what he's experienced in the show. But like being a part of this is kind of bigger than he is. And I, and I love that, that he's not full of himself in the sense of like, oh, I'm an important role in the show. He's like, no, I'm a part of something bigger. This is Star Wars. I love mm-hmm. being a part of it. And he's like, not many people have that experience that I have. And I'm so happy about it. So if I don't accomplish other things on my list, I'm okay because I'm part of this. And I'd agree. Like if I ever get to be a part of a Star Wars movie or show, like that's it. I'm just going to be like, okay, well, I've peaked. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. It really stuck with me because then I was like, okay, well, what are my goals in life? Like, what do I need to get done? Right. Um, and then I've started making a list. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. John, what a... 
What stuck out to you in this interview? Um, well, first, you know, again, uh, that thing I always say where if, if a Star Wars actor um, expresses how much they enjoy being in it and how much they love it, uh, that means a lot to me as a fan, um, even though, ironically, my favorite actor in Star Wars is Harrison Ford, and he's you know gone on saying it's a job <laughs> and you know, that sort of thing. But um, I love him saying, I love this. I love this show. I really do. Uh, he loves being involved in it. Um, also, the fact that there's no drama at all about around the Mandalorian, it seems. Whereas, you know, there was a lot of baggage carried with the Skywalker saga and the sequel trilogy. Um, this seems so far uh, untouchable. And, you know, maybe it's because of uh, how organic it is. And there's no... Um, you know, fan claim to characters. It's kind of, we're all on page one. And I think they're taking notice of that. And I think that's where we're going to get going with the next wave of Star Wars movies is everyone's going to be starting on page one so that there's no, you know, you ruin my blank um, as we go forward. Mm -hmm. um, now, that. there may be people who, if this doesn't go well, they say, oh, you, you screwed up the Mandalorians, but I don't think that's going to happen. Which takes me to my next point, him talking about the, the hero's journey and stuff like that. Man, John Favreau, people keep saying Filoni, Filoni, Filoni. This is John Favreau's show. Uh, this is his mm -hmm. operation. He created it um, with Kathleen Kennedy's blessing. Um, she was not banned from the set. Um, but uh, he <laughs> What really, do you mean? That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. But Favreau has really captured George Lucas' Star Wars and all its subtleties. And uh, when I watched The Mandalorian and I watched it back a couple times, I really do get the old school Star Wars feel, um, the rawness to it, the simplicity to it, the pureness to it. I really think Jon Favreau has something special here. And that makes me hope that he sticks around beyond The Mandalorian. Now, whether that's in a big role or not, I'm not sure. I know he's very uh, keen to staying West Coast, from what I understand. So I don't, I can't see him, you know, going over to England for for big Pinewood Studio productions or anything like that. But I really think he's captured something here. And hearing uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who isn't even, I don't know how big of a Star Wars fan this guy is. He could be fringe. He could be diehard. But him making the connections of Lucas and Joseph Campbell and stuff like that 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 lore nerds like to talk about. Uh, surprised me. Um, but and that whether he learned that himself because he was so vested in this job or he knew that going in, that's impressive to me too. So just knowing that all of these, all of this passion, all this heart from these actors and creators are what we're going to see put forth on screen makes me endear to this show even more uh, than I ever thought I could. So I'm more excited for what's ahead with Mandalorian than I was going into it debuting. And I think that's usually a hard thing to say. Um, but th that, that's all I, really, all I really have to say about it. I mean, it's just, uh, I'm very excited. I'm happy with everything I'm hearing. It's uh, it's all good. So I hope that continues for, through the next seven months until we press play on our, uh, on our apps and, and fire away. Chapter nine. I do really like what you said about him... I didn't put, I didn't think about that. The fact that he had all this like history of star Wars in his story, you know, he's yeah. like, well, of course I'm having fun on set. You know, when George did this back in, you know, yeah. it's, it, that's interesting. And I didn't really pick up on that. I just kind of read it. It's like, okay, yes, these are facts. These are things, you know? Yeah. Um, but like consider the source, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's interesting. I don't think I would have expected him to have that knowledge. Um, Right. I think we're all just kind of in the boat right now where 
I think we need to to remember what it was like going into some of the other movies too, like building the hype of, because even in my head, I'm starting to picture what I think Mandalorian season two could look like. And then I'm like, oh, but it also could totally be this. And I would be cool with that, but it's not what I was thinking. And so that gets, that gets real sketchy, right? We got to remember that it's just going to be yeah. something new. Let it be what it is, you know? So, right. Um, but I mean, the, the picture that he's painting of like wielding the dark saber and wrecking shop and stuff. I'm like, I want to see that. I just hope it, it lives up to what I'm thinking it, it could be, you know? Yeah. That all sounds really cool. Lacey, anything else? I'm just really no. excited for the Mandalorian <laughs> season I know, two. Yeah, also, like a, a cool new villain, you know, we're going to talk more about this on Thursday. Let's hope he doesn't die. Yeah, but I, I'm really, I, I love a bad guy who is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, so dumb with redemptions. Like, just give me a really bad person. And I think that's what this guy is, who's going to make our hero even more heroic uh, in the end if, if it doesn't mm-hmm. turn into a, like a Shakespearean tragedy. But I don't think it will. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to talk about episode nine, but I'm glad I, I'm glad they're not going to redeem like they did in Palpatine, you know, Palpatine know. redemption. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> One of those clones it's got just, redeemed. Fe- totally. Spoiler alert, I felt James. I so sorry Jeez. for him, you know, Spoiler. by the end of the movie. <laughs> I mean, it comes out on uh, digital tomorrow, right? Rise of Skywalker. I'm waiting for the hard copy. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. All right. Um, (laughs) Let's actually, let's talk about the comic books, which is rare on this show, but uh, has to, it has Kylo Ren in it. So of course we're going to talk about it. Uh, (laughs) I'm just teasing. I mean, it's all Uh, I talk about. So (laughs) the rise, the rise of Kylo Ren uh, released its final issue. And from this point, if you haven't read it, we are going to talk about what happened in the comic. So spoiler alert for that. You can uh, s- scrub through if you're watching on YouTube until you get to the scoundrels rundown logo. Cause that's what's up next. But uh, let's talk about this. Uh, L- Lacey, I'll ask you, do you want to go first? Do you want to go last? What, do you, what are we, what are we feeling here? I can go first. All right. Let's talk about the rise of Kylo Ren. What'd you think? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't read it, but I read the summary and looked Off to at a good start. Well, I <laughs> just want to be honest that I didn't read the whole thing, but I did read yeah. some of the panels. I read the synopsis. I went through some of the details. Um, first of all, right off the bat, I really love Ben Solo gone bad's outfit. It's very like Han Solo, but in black, like he went to hot topic mm-hmm. and was like, give me the Han Solo, but like emo moody. <laughs> and they were like, okay, here you go. <laughs> Or like an express. I guess it's more of an express look than a hot topic. I look. thought of him as like the crow, but I've never really seen or paid attention. Yeah, to Yeah, it kind of looks like that. Yeah, absolutely. It was just very. So it, I don't want to misspeak. If you took his outfit and just brought it into like Photoshop and then changed the colors, it would be Han Solo's outfit. <laughs> it's just all black. Mm. Um, but I think it's really cool, and I hope to see people cosplaying it at Celebration at the end of August. That'd be really fun. That being said, this comic to me was okay i think it gave backstory to some of the moments with uh kylo ren and obviously his turn from ben solo um i don't know it's one of those things that like it didn't change my mind or anything about ben solo i think it clearly shows that he makes a distinct choice which i think a lot of people tend to 
to twist. They're like, oh, well, he was forced to the dark side. Like this comic literally lets you know, like he made that choice. He decided to do this. Like, yeah, people kind of pushed him towards it. But ultimately, like he decided, like, I hate everyone and I want to be a bad guy. Um, the bleeding of the kyber crystal was kind of interesting. Not a big fan of the art in this. I don't think that they get what Adam Driver looks like. And that kind of takes me out of it because it doesn't look like him. Whereas when I've seen comics with Ray, it looks like Daisy Ridley. Um, and then other than that, I mean, it was interesting to see Ray in one of the panels when she's little. It looked like with, yeah, they do like a, um, like all like across the galaxy away. at this yeah. moment. Yeah. So she feels him when he goes to the dark side or whatever, mm-hmm. which then and Palpatine ki- was around at this time too. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of, that confuses me because that means that they had a connection early on. And then in the last Jedi, Snoke says like, mm-hmm. I connected your minds. And so it confused me to the sense, like, I, that's what I immediately thought of. I was like, okay, but what does this line mean then? Is he lying? Because they never really <clears throat> clarify that. And then I feel like they kind of just brush it over in the Rise I of Skywalker. I think there's a way they can gloss over it. I could be wrong, but. I don't know. It was just a little confusing for me. That's all. Yeah. No, I hear that. I do. But other than that, I think it's a fun comic. People that like comics and Kylo Ren are going to love it. Uh, From my understanding, it's been selling really well and they've been doing multiple runs of it, which is always great. That means that they're going to make more content as well as more people buy it. Um, Did it change my view or my love for Kylo Ren? No, but it was was cool. Yeah. I kind of feel that. You want to go, John? Yeah, I don't know if you had a if you had a <laughs> setup, so I was waiting for that. But um, yeah, I I have questions about this, and not you know uh, Charles Soule is, is such a good dude, and he's a really good writer, um, and fans love him, and we're looking forward to his first book for the High Republic, um, Light of the Jedi. But I have to ask the question: like, did they did they even attempt or approach? And I had to think they had to have tried to approach this story as at least an animated show or something. Um, you know, try to get Driver to voice something or even somebody because the, he, it's such a popular character. Like anytime it's he's mentioned, it, it, impressions on social media explode. Anytime something comes out, it sells out. He's anytime, trending, yeah. Anytime something reveals, it's, uh, it sells out. It's such a popular character, whether it's Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, whatever. Don't you want to capitalize on that? Like, you're not going to capitalize on that through comic books the way you could uh, another um, medium. And I think it's such a it's such a big story that they could have told in a miniseries or something. So I wonder if they breached it and tried to, like, lock Driver in to do some voice work for it and he just wasn't interested. I got to think that they tried to do that just from a, a financial standpoint. But it didn't. So that aside, we, we're moving on. Here's the comic. Uh... Not a huge fan of how they told it because, and I'm just going to disagree a little bit with Lacey here. I felt like they, it was like, not a cop out, but like making excuses for his turn. Like it wasn't his fault. Like they did this to him and it it was. Oh, I thought it was clear that he decided. 
I know, yeah, he makes the final decision, but getting to the path almost reminds mm. me of like an episode of Three's Company where there's just so many miscommunications and and confusion and n- nobody knows what's going on and it's a big circle like this. And I feel like that's happening with him to the point mm. where they're using it as an excuse to why he turned. Like, whereas Anakin's like, I am doing this because I want this power to do this. Whereas with Kylo Ren, it's kind of like, Oh, I'm torn here and torn there, and they told me this and they told me that, and and uh, uh, they they played with my mind and stuff, and then he like rampaged. So I just feel like they kind of are making excuses for him a little too much. I get you are gonna get manipulated, so it's gonna happen, but felt like their foot was on the gas a little too much with that. The dyad thing that you brought up, I think it's good because it supports the stuff in TFA, like Kylo Ren saying "What girl?" Otherwise. You know, why did he say that, you know? So if he had sensed her for a long time, then that's why he would say, what girl? That's the one that they had sensed. Sure, I agree with that. The gloss over thing that I was talking about before, Lacey, um, with Snoke saying, I bridged your minds. He could have bridged them in terms of letting them Skype. Like he connected them on that level or something. Whereas he the gave connection, them the password to the Wi-Fi. The, he, yeah. Whereas the, the sensing that person and their, their presence is one thing, but being able to communicate, maybe he did do that. And then once they had mm-hmm. that ability, they were able to do it without him. Um, sure. So I'm going to say that for now. I'm sure maybe James has a different take on that. Um, but overall, okay story. Um, uh, not great, I guess. I kind of... I don't know. I would have liked to. I need more on Snoke. Maybe that's for a different story. Maybe this is just not supposed to be there. Uh, I need a lot more on Snoke. So I, I think it's you know decent stuff. It's cool. Um, would have been way cooler with an animated series with Adam Driver voicing it. But like I said, I'm sure if they tried it, he probably turned it down. It would have been a big hit though. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm. But that's all I got. Uh, so James, I don't know uh, well, if you want to take this one home. But what do you think? Well, I just don't know about the the animated thing. I mean, I, I think what I will agree there is that I think that the story should have been longer. This was only four issues. Um, and I kind of feel like what really sums it up for me what, is what are, like... What are most runs, James? Like, what's a your typical run? Eight? No, well, it kind of depends. They, they usually will do like a five-run like miniseries thing. So that happens. <laughs> five but, issues? Yeah, but I'm never like a huge fan of those. Those usually seem like they're like s- smaller things. I, I mm-hmm. guess, I guess what I'm saying is I would rather have seen this be an ongoing than rather than uh, the like, miniseries. Like I just wish out, they like, would have yeah. said like Kylo Ren is getting his own miniseries. You know, and I mean, it's called you know Solo or something. <laughs> Who knows? You know. But it's mm-hmm. it's like him throughout the academy, and it just goes and goes and goes, and it like watch it. You watch the transformation happen over a long time. This again, right. going back to even that first issue where it was like the event happens, and then he's like, "Okay, that's it. I hate you. I hate you. I'm gonna kill you." And like he like snaps really quickly. But I was gonna say what summarizes it in is the last like four pages of this is him like building the lightsaber and it all feels so rushed. Like there's even a, there's a thing where he like turns it on and then it breaks and then he looks down and he sees another one. And then he, it like, it's in like three panels, like 
the explanation of his regular lightsaber needed the little exhaust pieces. It's mm-hmm. like you just illustrated that so fast and it just, everything seemed to go very quickly and I'm with you. I'm actually, I, maybe I am more with Lacey on this. Like I, I guess I, it's not that I don't like the animation cause I look at like the Knights of Ren and I look at some of the other characters, but every right. time the Knights of Ren are ben cool. Solo is on the, the screen or on the page. It something, the whole comic doesn't feel right. Uh, there's something about like his face or something. I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, and then if you take him from different pages and put them next to each other, they never look alike. Like they well, look it, different. Wasn't it the age of resistance Snoke comic where we joked around that he yeah. looked like Gene Simmons from kiss. Like no one can get Adam. They Driver just can't. Right. Yeah. They just can't draw him. Yeah. Just like they can't get Oscar Isaac right either. A lot of times, like he always looks a little off. mm -hmm. The big one for me in this is, and I, I was never a fan of like the old X-Men movies. I Mm -hmm. always said that they seem to think that like kids screaming is like the perfect way to show emotion. Like, ah, and then they like stick (laughs) out Dragon Ball Z. "Ah." No, that's different. Yeah. This is like, this is like they're scared or something. And then they Mm -hmm. like run and run around using their powers and stuff. And it's just dumb. And it just drives me nuts. And this kind of reminded me of that with him being like him having the opportunity to, to kill somebody. And he's, you're supposed to be like, Oh, this is his, like where he's on the edge. He's like debating it and he's not really sure. And then the other guy kills him. And then he's like, see, I knew you were like on the edge. You're not wholeheartedly you're into this. And he's like, yes, I am. Ah!" And I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from. He there. He's not like slowly turning. He's like bipolar. Like he's Mm. totally like, I don't know if I should do this. And then like the next scene, he's like, I totally am going to do it. And it just, it's, it's a weird comic. That's kind of prequely Anakin though, man. Like, there's a lot of those moments where it's like, whoa, he <laughs> just got mad and threw that can across the room out of nowhere. Yeah, but you, you know what, though? Even when you're <laughs> even when you're talking about that, though, Anakin is standing there going, I know I shouldn't, yeah. but and this isn't like that. He's just standing there, you know, <laughs> he's just yelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if he was in a deli and didn't get a sandwich in time, he just loses his mind. Is that what you're saying? Sort of. Yeah, like if you if this took place in a deli, mm-hmm. and he was he wanted his bologna sandwich, his Dave bologna. John loves to give examples or metaphors with a deli. Mm-hmm. Well, we had yeah, we had a Patreon video where we talked about bologna for like five minutes. <laughs> it was great. You know what I did like about this though? There's a single panel where he's killing the girl, and it's like just seems so effortless. Mm-hmm. And it made me visualize a scenario where like there's bodies on the floor, but they're just double checking to make sure that everybody's dead. And there's like just a person going through, like just casually and very lightly putting lightsabers into people. It's just so dark, but that's what it made me feel like. It feels like he didn't, he didn't bring the blade down on her. He was just like, Nope, I'm just going to like, 
aim this kind of in your direction and it's going to go through you because you're not really even there. Putting the candle in the birthday cake. Just like, yeah. Yeah. He just kind of like lightly puts it through her. It's so crazy. Um, But that's, uh, I don't know. That's it. I mean, I guess it's fine. Um, It is the story of him turning, but just in typical prequel fashion, like you said, I think all of it just kind of happens really fast. And all of a sudden right now, we were anxiously awaiting this comic series and we're already done with it. Like four chapters. Mm-hmm. That's it. Boom. It's done. Yeah. I mean, you could, you, you have to say this, whether you like it or not, this, this comic series was written with a lot of soul. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys watch this trailer for soul? What's no. that? It's the new Pixar, the Pixar movie. movie. Oh no. I heard it was like another one of those like tear jerk things. I haven't watched it yet. Might be. We don't oh, know. Boy. Oh boy. All right. Um, what we do know, though, is that the Scoundrels ne- Rundown is next. So, Lacey. Ready? Punch on three. Uh, take it away. <laughs> One, two, three. Punch, Punch it. it. Well, it's the rundown. So... This coming weekend, I was supposed to attend Ace Comic Con in Boston. They had a bunch of people uh, scheduled from Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, Carrie Russell, etc., etc. Unfortunately, due to all the craziness with the coronavirus, it was canceled for everyone's safety, which I agree with. So I'll let you guys know if it gets rescheduled for a later date. Um, But right now, we just all have our fingers crossed that everything's going to work out for Star Wars Celebration in August. I can tell you from my own experience, there's plenty of time for everything to work out, so don't panic yet. And I've also talked to people on the inside, and they've also told me that they haven't even considered postponing or canceling. They're just working away, getting ready for August. So I would just... I know why you're nervous, but just... Stay positive. We got time. All right. So, are you guys loving the return of the Clone Wars? I'll wait for you to respond. All right. Yes. <laughs> make sure make sure you're checking out the Clone Wars fan show, which is ex- exclusive to our YouTube pa- channel. I almost said page channel. Uh, James rates, reviews, and breaks down each new episode of the final season of the Clone Wars. So after you watch the next one this Friday, head to our YouTube channel and join James to break it all down. James, how's it going with that? By the way, it's I know it's going- awesome, but I'm just asking you. Yeah, I just wish they didn't do like Friday at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I also wish That's they didn't the only flag thing. you for the music. But. Yeah, we did change the music on. Um, it's cool, though. I like it better. Not the no, most like, recent doom, episode, doom, but doom, the one doom, before. Doom, uh, I just doom, went doom, looking doom. for some royalty free music that was kind of Clone Wars esque. I like would, it better. Would you have been able to toss in some Devil Wears Prada at the beginning? I think I would get copyright. <laughs> James gets yeah. flagged for his own music on, on YouTube. Wait, wait, it's not. It, technically, it's not my music. I when you sign, you sign the masters to somebody else. You give the away that copy. Mm, sorry, man. Well, fun fact. Scoundrels spe- run down. Speaking of YouTube, <laughs> Lacey's Outpost is back. That's right. The show where I review the coolest toys and Star Wars merch is back. There is going to be a third episode coming up so we're on episode three of this like period of time 
Uh, <laughs> it's going to be the Dio from The Rise of Skywalker, the little RC remote. Um, I was very surprised with it. I went in with thinking one thing, came out with a different opinion, so you're definitely going to want to check that out on Wednesday. That being said, if you have any suggestions or items you'd like to see me unbox or review, you can tweet us at RBATSWNN or email us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com because there will be plenty of new Star Wars merch and collectibles coming and I'll be looking out to review them on the Outpost show. It's fun. It's a good time. I like talking about Star Wars stuff. Also, so, hey, I'm just going to throw it in there because it isn't in the show notes, but last mm. week we also got that trailer for Galaxy of Adventures Season 2. Did you guys yes. see that? Yeah. It looks... I I love the look of those. Yeah. Um, so I'm pumped to see more of those. Yes. it's It was like all sequel trilogy, and I was like, dude, this all of this looks so awesome. Like It ends with mm-hmm. Rey sticking it up, and then it backs out, and Kylo Ren's broken helmet is above her and stuff. It's oh, like, cool. this is yeah. so sick. It's so cool. And they also released on Yahoo uh, the f- like a first clip with Ray. Oh, nice. oh, did they? I didn't see that. Yes. Cool. Very I cool. probably did by the time this episode airs, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Monday. Uh, but that's it. So until next time, Chewy, get us out of here. Okay, now it is time to hear from you guys in Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering. Um, you guys send us questions and we do our best to answer them for you. Make it fun. Talk about your handle. Congratulate you if you got your handle and so <laughs> on. We, we've noticed a lot of uh, people saying, you know, uh, getting a kick out of us talking about their handles and the, and the like. Stephen lately, so. A. Bowman was like, you guys talked about this way too long. Please move on. No, Skittles. <laughs> Skittles guy. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, all right. But we uh, no Skittles this week. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Um, but we do have some questions. Uh, this one is going to go to, I guess we'll start with Lacey this week. What? Um, Weird. Tech Stevo at Tech Stevo one. All right. Uh, hang, hang on a minute. Steve, there's no way there's another Tech Stevo out there. So what are you doing, man? What are you doing? <laughs> Poor is guy was like, I checked and it wasn't available, John. James is going to check right now while we, while we give Lacey her question, which is... Thanks for the question, though, by the way, buddy. Um, would you want to see an animated miniseries based on based on Charles Soule's The Rise of Kylo Ren on Disney Plus? Yes, absolutely. I didn't even have to think about it. I would love a Kylo Ren animated series. I think it's the best way to explore that character without having to do a full-blown production. Of course, I would love a full-blown show or movie about Kylo Ren, but... I'm being realistic. Uh, I would love, actually, speaking of what James just brought up, I would love it in the style and animation of those Galaxy of Adventure uh, pieces. I mm-hmm. I love the look of those. I said this months ago, but I've <clears throat> never been a fan of Boba Fett, and their piece about Boba Fett made me be like, oh, he is kind of cool. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I would totally watch that, and I think we talked about it a little bit just now like him in the Jedi Academy and then making that turn, like giving us more time with it and not feeling as rushed. I feel like with the rise of Skywalker and this comic series, what we've gotten an overall feeling of is rushed. Like they didn't really give us enough time with the character Mm -hmm. in it. And like John said, it's a super popular character, not just because I love him and I'm constantly talking about him. It's not just me making him trend. (laughs) 
So uh, it would be great to see Although, an animated series. <laughs> but I did tweet the other day that I miss Kylo Ren content. So this mm-hmm. would be a perfect way to get that. I would. Lace- I really would like Adam Driver's voice, but since he's younger, it could be someone else. Lacey, if they do, you think if they put out a poll asking fans would they like seeing Star Wars? A- Kylo Ren animated show on Disney Plus. Do you think you would get over 90% yes? Yes, easily. I figure, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think it'd be yeah, like they would never put out that eight. tweet. I think putting out that poll ensures that it's already happening. Yeah, right. Yeah, if we <laughs> ever see a poll from Star Wars saying, do you want to see a follow-up to Solo? I'm. <sighs> I've read the replies <laughs> on basically everything from the release of the rise of skywalker to now like i'll i'll skim through them mm-hmm. guys it gets nuts about some of the stuff people post in there like terrible terrible images so they are staying clean and clear of oh, I, kylo ren and ben solo right now i i almost i almost which makes me so sad because like you said yeah. it is such a good character and there's so much more they can explore with him but that's not the way to get it i almost sent, sent a tweet to that effect um at this point it'll be last week but like along the lines of like if you're looking to ha- get this character back you're not doing yourself any favors because <laughs> if you think all this is like attacking like bring ben solo back and what'd you do to hit that character and you destroyed him and all this stuff is going to make lucasfilm be like you know what let's green like three more movies with that character because that'll be healthy to do <laughs> like you're not they're, they're not doing themselves any favors that they want the character to come back if you're going to be being nice one, and kind goes a long way guys makes all so do you guys want the update Yes, is uh, is it in? What what's the deal? There is another Tech Stevo who oh, can, who did his Tech account in March of 2008 and they have zero followers. So it totally uh, is like a bummer then and so I'm going to tweet Tech Stevo 1. I'm going to say okay. you don't know what this tweet is about. No, you have to no, you have to You will to, come uh, on Monday. Why don't you tweet at TechSteveO and be like, delete your account? People like saying that. To <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's All from right. 2008. Um, All right. Your tweet was sent. Good. I owe a TechSteveO an apology, man. I, I you called you out. You definitely do. I'm sorry. I really apologize. But if your name's like Steve Johnson, then get your handle, man. I don't That's know. rare question, for John to apologize. Steve so. Johnson. Just take that in. Uh, Enjoy it. It won't happen all the time. All right. Okay. Uh, James, <laughs> Matt at MIB1188 asked you, if you could pick one character besides Han Solo, of course, makes it through happen, from all of current canon, movies, TV, books, comics, to get a Disney Plus series or standalone movie, who or what would you pick? James Bainey, creative head of Star Wars. I might get some groans, but the first one that I thought of, and there's some good ones out there, but I'm going to stick to that Thrawn story, man. I don't know. I I expected John to give me the biggest groan. I'm here to support you, man. <laughs> I, I really think that if they did something cool with this as like an ongoing, uh, television show 
for Disney Plus and they introduced that character. And I think that the the bigger I I think there's a larger audience of people that would be like, I didn't I didn't think I would like Star Wars, but when I see that character and how he's manipulating and he's like figuring things out and it kind of like is I don't want to say like Sherlock, that's not the right thing, but like he's smart beyond how a person should be smart. I think that that character would really reach a cool new audience and would pull people in to be like, I don't even care so much about the space stuff of it. I like that character and I like how he talks and, and always fit makes everything happen. And they toy around with Thrawn a lot. Like even when he's, he's not always the bad guy. A lot of times he sees saving people's lives or, or people needlessly dying as like a bad thing. He's like, I don't understand why these people have to die. So he often will do the right thing and save the right people. It's just when he needs to accomplish his mission, he will do whatever needs to be done. You know, he's a cool yeah. character. And I yeah. really think that they could reach a large audience if they um, casted it right and uh, presented the show in a very specific way. It could, it could be awesome with Pierce Brosnan. Cause clearly that's Maybe. where they're finding the look from. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who they would cast. Maybe no David. Trimmer. I almost said, um, no, I almost said, uh, um, <laughs> pivot. Now I can't think of his name. Pivot. Uh, Matt, Matt Mickelson. He's already been in star Wars. Th- that, that's why I was like, well, that wouldn't work. <laughs> what about what's his name? Like a, um, that, he's probably too old. What about like Fossbender? I always thought that'd be a good pick. That was a popular one for a while. I don't know. Maybe put in the comments, guys. Who do you want to see play Thrawn? No Who's one. Who's the best pick? Um, That's not an answer. Don't say no one. <laughs> Ever hands down, the best answer is no one. This is. Um, uh, I thought you were gonna say Caleb Doom, but um, Thrawn. Okay. No, he's. I mean, his story's kind of been told already. Yeah, but not his like high school years. <laughs> sort of. All right. Uh, listen, <laughs> listen. Uh, thank you, Matt, for the question. Uh, good stuff, James. All right, Ryan Fenley. Uh, this he sent uh, via uh, Patre- Patreon. Ryan Finley is one of our uh, resistance officers over there. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Ryan said, "Will the High Republic still be the backdrop of the next movie series, as was likely planned?" Or do you think Lucasfilm and Disney have changed plans? That is so interesting because as you guys probably heard me on the podcast and the Rumor and Theory review, I do think that uh, Benioff and Wise were connected to this thing and it was supposed to be more than just these books and comics. Um, So it makes it interesting if you're going to bring in new talent, like writers and directors, to to usher in your new wave of Star Wars movies. Because if you're connecting it to this stuff now, which exists then you, if you want to really tie it into what this is, you're asking writers and directors to pick up on existing material, um, almost like adapting a screenplay in a sense, because you need to know these characters and that sort of thing, which makes me wonder, uh, like a little bit of a catch-22, because you want, you want someone who would come on board to do that, but will an established movie creator be cool with that? Um, we saw someone like a Gareth Edwards come in and do uh, Rogue One. He didn't exactly have the, the longest tenured uh, resume uh, of success, so he was probably cool with that. I think they want someone who is a surefire hit 
to kick off your next wave of Star Wars movies. They cannot screw that up because Star Wars is a movie franchise and first and foremost, and if you're going to say this is our next saga, you can't drop the ball with that. So they are going to get someone in that chair who will definitely deliver from a writing perspective and directing perspective. If they bring in a talent like that, are they going to be willing to play in this already table set with characters and comics and books? I don't know. So my gut is saying for that reason, no, that uh, it's not going to be. But I think we are still going to go back and, and explore that era in movies. I just don't know. I don't know if the High Republic is going to be it, at least to kick off your next post Skywalker saga series of films. Um, but we'll see. Um, all right, guys, one more question. This one's for all of us from a sooner Thrawn, also a patron officer. Speaking of Thrawn, James, um, and they said, will the first film that is scheduled for 2022 be, uh, the Mandalorian movie? Do you want me to go? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, going back to what I said weeks ago. Yes. I think it's going to be a Mando movie after three seasons of Mando on Disney Plus. They're going to go to a movie. And I think the other ones they've referenced are some other type of series. Hmm. James, what do you think? Not a chance. <laughs> wow. All right. This is me and Lacey. Now, um, no way. And the reason I say that is because not everybody has Disney Plus. So you expect that Mandalorian movie to be the big grand finale of the series and nobody's going to go see it. I mean, people are going to go see it. People who've watched three seasons of The Mandalorian. But there is a reason that movies that are based on a TV show don't do that well in theaters. It's very rare. And I know people can give examples like, oh, look at Sex in the City. And they did Sex in the City too. And those movies did really well. But Entourage. it's like... It's like that that's very rare that uh, that people actually go out in droves. I mean even Game of Thrones avoided that, even um Breaking Bad avoided that. Now don't that, I know they did a movie, they didn't release that movie in theaters, a special for Netflix and it's just it it's not I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think a Breaking Bad movie would have actually done like Star Wars numbers. You know what I mean? So I think you both make really good points on why it could be and why it wouldn't be. That's tough for me. I'm going to say no, just because the odds of it, like the, the James Bainey approach, the odds of it being it is less likely than it not being it. Yeah. Um, but I see... John, I have a question for you. How dare How you? How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, I can predict you too. All right, Gellerin? We need some new, we need some new uh, shtick. Um, I haven't said that in a long time, actually. No, you're right. But I knew it was coming. Because you did the for setup. all those uh, long time listeners, right? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that it will be, um, but I'm dying to find out what it is because you see the the crew over there under the Disney umbrella over at Marvel. Like, here's half a dozen movies that we got coming out, and Star Wars is like the future is gonna be in books and TV shows, and we can't come up with any movie ideas, even though we're the biggest movie franchise of all time. Get it together, guys. Time to make a movie, but we'll see. 
But that is it. That is it for Ask the Resistance. If you guys want a question answered on the show, anytime you want, shoot off a tweet using hashtag AskTheResistance, or you can email us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com, or uh, usually I'll fire off a, a tweet asking four questions, and you can post them under there. Uh, but thanks for contributing to the show. We always have a good time with those, so we appreciate that. But that brings us towards the end of the show, and we want to thank everyone for listening and watching and being a part of the Resistance. If for whatever reason you had an app that uh, our podcast... Uh, was on that it's not on anymore it's kind of out of our control um you know we're trying to get back on other apps here and there but really it's our rss feed would pick was picked up by other apps and uh we kind of redid our rss feed to make it a more smoother experience so we are on tons of apps so just go to resistancebroadcast.com and see the list of them there there's even more that we haven't even heard of there's probably at least 15 different places you can listen or watch the show so we appreciate you sticking with us um and make sure you're subscribed. So wherever you listen or watch. And then, of course, a lot of people say they find us because someone told them about us. So don't hold that lightly. Don't take that for granted. We we grow because of you and uh, you out there listening and watching. So if you know anyone who likes Star Wars, or maybe just got into Star Wars, let them know about uh, TRB. We really appreciate that. Uh, make sure you're going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. We just talked about the review for the Kylo Ren comic that Kyle Larson did. So thank you, Kyle, for that. Um, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast if you want to support us uh, become a resistance officer there's five tiers you can uh, be a lieutenant uh, major commander admiral or general go check out the site again patreon.com slash resistance broadcast not only are you supporting us but you're allowing us to improve the quality of this show and also make our other content that we talked about. Lacey's Outpost, the Rumor and Theory Review, the Clone Wars Fan Show, the Mando Fan Show. We have a lot of other ideas that we want to get through. And the only way that that's possible is because of your support. So uh, thank you to all of our existing patrons and future officers. Uh, but a special thank you to our generals. Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines and Val Trichkoff. Generals, thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, guys, tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. Get some of our gear. You got, uh, I'm wearing I Am All the Jedi, the two-sided shirt. Lacey's got our logo. Uh, makes a little two happen. It's all there. They have sales very often, so I uh, shouldn't be saying this, but wait for a sale. Save a few bucks. Pick up shirt. There's stickers and stuff on there, too. <laughs> we may have some announcements coming up down the line about some of our merch. Uh, nothing to reveal specifically yet, but we're kind of excited about what's going on with that. More on that later. But until then, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? You can find me playing the Castlevania that they put on iOS and almost beating it. I'm almost there. Uh, also Ooh. on Twitter and Instagram at Mario Tranks, but who would, who would go there, right? Castlevania blast from the past. Um, Lacey. People can find me on Twitter at Lacey Gillaran and also on Instagram at Lacey Gillaran. I've been more active on there lately. I apologize. I've noticed. For I know. Thank you so much, John. Um, also, just reminding you all to wash your hands and take your vitamins and get a lot of sleep and be safe. And enjoy your weeks because guess what? Absolutely. We'll be back on Thursday where we're going to have a discussion about villains. And are they getting killed off too soon by Star Wars? What's going on? So uh, we're going to talk about that and have other fun. And, of course, your tweets in Resistance Transmission. So, again, enjoy your weeks. And uh, thanks for stopping by the base. It will open again on Thursday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. Bye. <laughs> it's way late.
I know. I figured I was like, he's probably in a cut already. <laughs> uh, so 